Hello, 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 and welcome to the McKenzie series. When we last left off, Milton and McKenzie had made up and they were full speed ahead to wedding planning. They both had a fun night out with their friends for like bachelor and bachelorette party that later went to separate parties that they had with their respective friends. Mackenzie definitely had a good time with her entertainer of the night, Mr. Adair. It also seemed from the hangover that Milton had the next morning that he too enjoyed his night out with the fellas. But once again, we are back to this mystery lady, the same one that was in the club that night. I'm hoping in tonight's adventure, we find out more about this mystery lady. Why is she popping up everywhere? What is the connection between her and Milton? Are we going to find out more about Mackenzie and her secrets or or her skeletons in her closet rather? Or... Or are she and Milton at a point where that's behind them and the next thing for them is to look forward to their life ahead? So I'm looking forward to jumping in tonight to seeing where the adventure takes us because I swear it's been like all over the place. As I've said many times before on the previous episodes, I haven't really like touched this book since it was written nine years ago. So I am reading it with, you know, a new set of eyes and everything. And I'm reading it as if I was a reader. And oh my God, I am like so entertained, um, very vivid. So I hope with you listening, you have an added component of, you know, hearing the story being read to you. I hope that it's been able to present some visuals to you and you too are enjoying this ride. So as we do every episode, Let's get comfortable, relax, and let's continue the journey. WTF. I was so glad that I had caught up on some much-needed rest Sunday night. I was running nonstop the following week. Before I even realized it, it was already Thursday. Where in the hell had time gone? I was on a roll finalizing everything for Saturday. The only thing left to do was meet the bridesmaids at the bridal store to pick up the dresses that had just come in. I was really crossing my fingers that everyone could still fit into their dresses. With a lot of them working during the week, they all had various times they were going to do a last minute fitting. At this point, there could be no alterations, but I still wanted them to do one last fitting just in case. I mainly wanted to go up there on my own though to look over everything for myself before the girls started to come in for their fitting. Jay and Kelly met me at the shop and from there we went to pick up the jewelry sets I had ordered for the women in the wedding. I also had to pick up my bouquets for the girls and cassages for the men. We decided we would use artificial flowers for everyone in the, in the wedding party. I was having three bouquets made for myself. One that would be delivered the day of the wedding with the other arrangements of live flowers, then two made of silk flowers. One would be used as my keepsake and the other would be thrown on the reception. I was full of nervous tension and enthusiasm as it came down to these final details. I was keeping my fingers crossed that everything would go according to plan and there would not be any last minute fires to put out. That was the last thing I needed. Milton was in charge of getting the guys together on Friday to pick up their tuxedos. I was running a list of things to do that I was constantly going over in my mind. While I was running my errands, Milton was spending the day with his mother and sister who had gotten in earlier. I was glad he was able to entertain them as I knew it would be impossible for me to handle that along with everything else. I was scheduled to spend time with them and my mother on Friday. 
We all were going to the spa for manicures and pedicures. I had also scheduled myself for a stress detox wrap since I had gotten a gift card from the bridal shower. It definitely came in handy. Kelly and Jay were already at the bridal shop when I arrived. I was so happy they were on time. They had even tried on their dresses. The saleswoman took me over to the remaining dresses that had come in and everything looked perfect. I was just checking mainly to make sure there were no noticeable snags or mishaps with the dresses. I try not to be a control freak, but I was not willing to take any chances. As we were heading out, I told the sales lady that the wedding planner and the other ladies would be over at six to try on their dresses. I also left, left her with very strict instructions that all dresses were going with the wedding coordinator. Miss Brown was the wedding coordinator and she was amazing. She offered to be responsible for all the dresses and for making sure they got over to my house Saturday morning since all the females in the wedding party will be getting dressed there before heading over to the church. As I checked that off my list, the girls and I got in our vehicles and headed over to the jewelry store. Amber greeted us as we entered. Since the planning of the wedding, I had gotten to know Amber very well. Milton bought all of our jewelry from Amber and she was sure to look out for me whenever I came in to make a purchase. She was a very big help, assisting with the perfect strand of beads that would complement the bridal party's dresses. She even took care of ordering them for me since they came from another distributor. Nervous about the big day, Mrs. Williams, she asked. I have two more days before I am officially Mrs. Williams, I responded jokingly. But all in all, yes, I am as ready as I'm going to be, Amber. After a little small talk, Amber went to the back to get the beads. They looked really nice. This was the final piece that I needed for the ladies participating in my special day. It was great having Jay and Kelly along with me. They were good at keeping me occupied so that the nervousness would not set in. After leaving the jury store, we strolled through the mall for a while, just laughing and really enjoying each other. I wanted to relish this moment with the girls as I knew tomorrow I would be busy with my mom, Mrs. Williams, and rehearsal. This would be my last time just being around them as Mackenzie Johnson. We were like three teenagers in the mall just laughing and reminiscing over old times. So what else, so what else do you need us to help with today, asked Kelly. Actually, I have everything under control, which with so many people, which so many people say is not the norm for a first time bride. But taking my mom's advice of getting a wedding coordinator was the best thing I could have done. Miss Brown had been good about handling everything for me. She had even scheduled the appointments for me tomorrow at the spa with the moms. That is great. She has been so helpful. Jay chimed in just as I was about to respond. My cell phone rang. It was from a number that I did not recognize. At first, I was a little reluctant to answer. Hello? Mackenzie speaking. There was silence, and then a voice on the other end responded. Hello? Yes. Who is this? I inquired. I know I should not be calling you two days before your wedding with this, but there is something I think you need to know, said the voice on the other line. Millions of things began to run through my mind. Who in the hell is this woman on my line and what the hell does she have to say? Before I went further with the conversation, I took a seat at a nearby bench to prepare myself for whatever this woman had to say. Jay and Kelly were both looking at me strangely, but managed to follow me over to the bench. Okay, I'm listening, I said to the female so that she would continue with the reason behind her call. Well, again, I hate to be the bearer of this news, but the man you are about to marry is not who you think he is. She said, here we go. 
One of Milton's crazy ass exes has bribed one of his dumbass friends for my number. I knew this shit would happen. I knew it, I thought. What the hell you mean the man I'm about to marry is now who I think he is? I asked in a puzzled yet irritated tone. Jay and Kelly's ears and eyes were at full attention when I repeated what the caller had said to me on the other line. Well, almost a month ago now, I know that you and Milton had a major falling out. He told you that he was going to North Carolina to see his mother, but actually he was with me that week. I felt 10 different emotions in that moment. Could this possibly be true? Was this some sort of prank? He told me all about how you were not the woman he thought you were. He felt betrayed by your past. He told me he was leaving you so that he could come back to me and we could be a family, she continued. What the hell did she mean, come back to her? Be a family? What the hell is going on? Okay, let me stop you right there, I interrupted. Which one of his friends put you up to this? This is some sort of joke, right? Why the hell are you calling me two days before my wedding with this bullshit, I asked. Despite, despite being irritated as hell, I was trying to maintain my cool. Jay and Kelly were hearing my responses and trying to put things together. I felt myself about to break, so I got up and started walking toward the entrance of the mall so that I could continue the conversation in my car. In the event I had to act out, I did not want to be in public. Once we reached the car, I put the collar on speaker so that Jay and Kelly could witness this bullshit that was being given to me. I put my fingers over my lips to silence them as I continued the conversation. So basically, you are telling me that you and Milton are supposed to be together or were at least considering the option because of a situation that occurred between him and I? This is, the, this is some unreal nonsense you're talking, I stated. Milton was not man enough to spill this to you, so I will. I think it's only fair. That week that Milton was here, we both realized that it felt right and that it would be best for our daughter, she said. Back up. Wait a minute. Daughter? What daughter? I inquired. Yeah, I figured you didn't know about Jayla, she continued. Before we talk about a child, let's talk about you. Who are you and what is the connection between you and Milton? I'm Desiree. Milton and I were... were high school and college sweethearts. sweethearts. We both grew up in the same neighborhood back in North Carolina. My senior year in college, I got pregnant with our daughter, Jayla, who is now 12 years old. What the fuck? Jay shouted before I quickly put my hand over her mom to hush her. When Jayla was four, Milton decided he did not want to have the responsibility of parenthood and family. He wanted to pursue his career and I did not put up a fight. I loved him that much. Over the years, I have managed to relocate to whatever city Milton was in with hopes that he would have a change of heart about being a family. She, she went on, this bitch has got to be crazy. If what Milton had told me was true, he has relocated five times in the last eight years before settling here and calling Richmond his home. One female would drag her child around that much, I thought. So basically, you have been stalking a man who doesn't want you, I asked. I would not call it stalking. I have just been holding on to the hope that one day the light bulb in his head will go off and he will realize that this is where he wants to be, she stated. I had heard enough. I was not sure what to believe. I knew I needed answers. 
I know women can be spiteful when a good man goes off the market, but I was not trying to entertain this any longer. Well, Desiree, I appreciate you calling me. I am sure you could go on and on, but I am not about to entertain this conversation further. I will deal with this on my own. I hung up before she could say anything else. I looked over at Jay and Kelly. I looked over and Jay and Kelly had blank looks on their faces. They too were in total shock at what had just transpired. We all just sat there in complete silence before the girls left to get in their cars. I was at a complete loss for words. My ride home was quiet and long. All I could hear in my head was 12-year-old daughter, family. As much as I wanted to dismiss this conversation, I knew that I could not just let it pass. After all, Milton and I promised after our last setback that we would, con- we would keep communication open between us. Timing for this was so wrong with the wedding two days away and dinner with Milton's mother and sister tonight. When and how could I bring this up without ruining everything that had been planned for the next 48 hours? Damn, damn, damn. Just when you think everything is going so well. Lord, why me? Just as I was turning onto my street, Jay called. Girl, are you okay? What are you going to do? Do you think that bitch a scoring lover? Do I need to hunt her down and whoop her ass? Jay was going and going. She was always looking for an opportunity to cut up. Before I could even respond to all the questions she was firing off, a picture message came through from the same number Desiree had called from earlier. Earlier, Jay, hold on. This bitch just sent me a picture message, picture message I said. Oh, check it and call me right back. In the meantime, I'm going to get my shit ready because I feel an ass whooping coming on tonight. for tonight. Shit, I have a wedding to attend. This some bullshit, Jay exclaimed. Jay, shut up and let me call you back. I looked up and saw Milton standing in the doorway. He must have heard, he must have heard me pulling up. I threw the phone in my purse as he started walking towards the car. I needed to act like everything was cool until I could sort things out in my head. I needed a drink and I needed one bad. Hey, babe, he said as he greeted me. He leaned in, he leaned in to kiss me, but I turned my head and gave him the cheek. Milton looked at me sort of strangely, but he did not say anything. Mom is, Mom is inside and so excited to see you. Dinner will be ready in another hour, so that will give you time to shower and regroup. I know you have been busy running around today getting the girls' things straight for rehearsal tomorrow and then the big day, Milton continued. As Milton was talking, I swear it sounded like the teacher from Charlie Brown. I was listening, but I was not listening. My mind was focused on checking my phone. I had a gut feeling that whatever Desiree sent would be a major factor on if I would even, if I even bought the situation up to Milton or just let it slide and keep things going forward. Mama Williams was sitting in the family room when I entered. I went over to give her a huge hug. She was really looking good to have been so sick. Hey there, Mama Williams. I'm glad that you made it here safely. How was the ride up? I asked. Baby, you know Patricia drove like a bat out of hell. I was holding on for dear life, she said in a hoarse tone. Mama Wims was a beautiful lady. Milton got his skin tone from his mom. She had that silky smooth dark chocolate complexion just like him. She had very bright hazel brown eyes. She was about five feet tall. Milton had definitely gotten his height from his dad. Mama Wims was a cuddly type of, cuddly type of woman and had a very warm personality that matched her smile. 
During the brief moment that I was talking to her, my conversation with Desiree was e- with Desiree was easily forgotten. As I chatted with Mama Wims, I started to think this whole thing with Desiree was just an attempt to ruin my excitement. If Milson had had a child, Mama Wims would have been sure to tell me. She was a sweet lady, but she cannot hold water. She tells everything. I would have also seen pictures in her house. Mama Wims was proud of her grandchildren and displayed them throughout her house. I would have been sure to know about this child had there been one, as Desiree Desiree claimed. I thought you were taking a shower, Milton said as he entered the family room. No, I have been in here talking to Mama Wims. How much longer before dinner is ready? Not much longer. Patricia ran to the store to get a bottle of wine. She should be back in about 15 minutes. I departed the room so that I could freshen up a bit. I had been running around all day and needed to clean up. I kissed Mama Wims on her cheek and went upstairs. I threw my purse on the bed as I pulled a multicolored sundress out of the closet to slip into after I took a quick shower. No sooner as I was about to head for the shower, I heard my cell phone ring again. I looked and there was another message from Desiree. I locked the door behind me in the bathroom so Milton would now burst in there as I was viewing the messages. From the conversation earlier, I was not sure what to expect, so I leaned against the sink for some much-needed support. I felt my heart rate speed up as I opened my phone to view this nonsense. Apprehension and worry were clearly taking a toll on me. I looked down at the phone, and behold, there was a picture of Milton and Desiree. This was the same bitch that was all in Milton's face that night at the club. This was the same bitch that was posted up just a few days ago near our car when we were over at the park. Things were clearly not adding up. What were the odds that she would be in the same place as Milton and I on two occasions? My stomach was tied in a knot after viewing this picture. This was clearly a recent picture. I noticed the shirt Milton was wearing in the picture. It was a shirt that I had recently bought him a few weeks before he stormed out. So at some point, he clearly was around this bitch. I was not even sure if I wanted to look at the second picture. I could feel the tears starting to build up inside as I went to view the second picture message. That sickening feeling set in as I looked down to view what was waiting for me. A picture of Milton and a little girl that was his splitting image. This little girl had every feature of a Williams. Everything, her complexion, smile, eyes, and nose were identical to Milton's and his mom's. I could hear Milton coming up the steps. I quickly turned the shower on and jumped inside. As the water hit my body, I just let the tears flow. I could not believe that Milton had made up such Milton had made such a big deal about the secrets of my past when all along he was even he has even deeper secrets of his own. Whatever happened to being open and honest? Hell, I even asked if there was anything he wanted to put out there when he was biggie di- busy digging in my ass about my past. My defense with Milton was that he had not asked any of those things from my past, however. Any of those things from my past. However, I had clearly asked Milton early on before we even officially started to date if he had children. His response was always no. The more I thought about his deceit, the more I cried. Hey baby, are you okay in there? Milton asked through the door. Yes, I'm almost done. I will be down in a bit. Give me a moment. I managed to stumble out fighting back the teary the teary sound in my voice 
Daddy's missing you, he said as he headed back downstairs. He was clearly a daddy, all right. How dare he use that word? Are you serious? Once I heard Milton downstairs talking to his mom and sister, I got out of the shower. As I was drying off, I saw that Jay had called. I'm sure she was calling to see what the picture message was all about. I did not have time to deal with Jay being overly dramatic about the situation. I would just call her later. I needed to figure out how I was going to deal with this. Jay was very predictable and I knew she would keep calling until she knew what was up. To prevent her from blowing up the phone or popping up here, I decided to send her a text message explaining I will call her later and did not have time to talk in detail. Baby, I'm going to have to come in there and get you, Milton yelled up the steps. No, Milt, I'm coming out now, I answered in a snappy tone. I had to get it together and get it together fast. As I finished dressing, I gave myself one last look over in the mirror. I needed to make sure that my eyes did not show any signs of crying. Mama Wims would think I was bipolar if I went from being happy to being an emotional wreck. I threw in some eye drops and made my way to join the Wims family for dinner. Dinner did smell great, but there was no way I could enjoy it. My stomach was in knots. I wanted wine and lots of it. As I sat through dinner, I managed to block everything out. There were so many things going on in my mind. Mackenzie, Milton said as he tugged on my arm. I was clearly in a zone. Huh? Yes, I responded. You okay over there? You have not said a word at all during dinner. You have barely touched your food, but have already had three glasses of wine. I just looked at him with a blank face. I was at a loss for words. Millions of things continued to go through my mind. The only constant thought was that I needed to get the truth. So, Mumble Wims, how did you enjoy having Milton down in the Carolinas with you a few weeks ago? I asked in a very calm yet inquisitive tone. I glanced over at Milton as soon as I asked the question. His expression was priceless. My eyes were locked on him as I wanted to see his expression when Mama Wims answered. Baby, what are you talking about? Milton has not been down the Carolina since the last time you came with him. She responded. Milton was in the hot seat and he knew it. Before I could even get to my next... To, before I can even... What is she talking about, Milton? Is there something you need to share? Mama Wims asked. One thing I loved about Milton's mother is that she was a straight-to-the-point type of person. She had no time for nonsense. If there was a problem, she wanted to get it, get to it without all the added fluff. Yes, Milton, is there something we all should know? I asked sarcastically. I mean, it is obvious that the truth has not been told. While you thinking about how you would answer that, let me give you one more to ponder in that mind of yours. Who is Jayla? I inquired. Mama Williams was looking at Milton, waiting for an answer. Milton was looking at me dumbfounded. Patricia loved drama, so she was sitting at the table, still eating her food and taking it all in. Her head turned every time someone at the table spoke. Still, Milton was speechless. He had nothing to say. He cannot even look me in the eye. Mama Williams or Patricia, do either of you know who Jayla is? I don't even know why I asked Patricia. She was so caught up in the drama unfolding in front of her. She, was, she, she too was at a loss for words. Mackenzie, baby, I am not sure what is going on here. I don't know who Jayla is or anything about Milton being in the Carolinas. 
Mama Williams looked at Milton as she finished her statement. Milton, you need to speak the hell up and fill in the blanks. What is Mackenzie talking about you and the Carolinas? Jayla, you have a lot explain you have a lot of explaining to do, especially when it involves a lie that includes me. Yes, Milton, spill it. I was really really rubbing it in. His ass was in the hot seat with no response. You could hear a pin drop. It had gotten so silent in the room. I could feel myself getting upset with his silence. It was obvious that Milton was not going to say anything. I reached for my phone and pulled up the picture of Milton and the little girl. Explain this, Milton. Explain why this little girl looks identical to you and every other member of your fucking family. Explain this, you lying bastard. You took me through hell when you found some fucking journals accounting my past and all along you too have skeletons in your closet. I guess the only difference is that my shit is simply my past and yours is your past, present, and future, I yelled. I was trying to fight back tears, but I could not. I just let the tears tears roll out. I wanted to slap Milton. He has such a dumbass look on his face. I was so angry at him. Milton and I talked on several occasions about having children. And on no occasion did he mention that he already had a child. Mama Williams reached for the phone. Oh my God, Milton. This little girl looks just like you. Milton, explain this and explain it now. Mama Williams was searching for answers, and it was apparent Milton was not going to give anyone what they wanted. As he sat there looking like a dumbass, I kindly managed to pull myself together to fill Mama Williams in on everything that had happened between me and Milton over the past few weeks. I explained everything from the journals. From the journals to him leaving and saying he was down there with her, to Desiree calling me, and the few occasions we had seen her around town. On each occasion, you could sense his the sense the tension but Milton never acknowledged it so I never pressed the issue I was naive as hell Mackenzie I am so sorry baby this is not the way you should be entering into this marriage Mama Wim said as she removed herself from the table you could see the disappointment and hurt in her eyes as she glanced at Milton all she all he could do was hold his head down You done fucked up now, Patricia said as she followed Mama Williams out the room. Milton just rolled his eyes at her. I guess the last thing he needed was her adding insult to injury. Milton and I were the only two left at the table. I just looked at him as he held his head down in guilt and shame. I am going to ask you one last time, Milton. Is there anything that you want to say? Again, he had no response. I was not going to go through this with him. I was already mad, but his silence just made matters worse. All I could think about was the way he belittled me when he came upon my old journals. He had called me everything but Mackenzie Johnson, but I was not going to stoop to his level and degrade him. He was feeling enough shame. I politely reached for my phone and called Jay. I needed to get out of this house and fast, and I was in need of more to drink than wine. Hey, girl. Everything cool, Jay said as soon as she answered the phone. Jay, I need to get out of this house. I'm on my way over. Call Kelly. Tell her to meet me at your spot. I was trying not to cry again, but the thought of all that had transpired and Milton's silence just sent me on an emotional ride. Mackenzie, you are not in any condition to drive. I'm going to come pick you up. I will be there in 15 minutes. 
Please stop crying and get yourself together, Jay said in a calm tone. As I hung up the phone, I just looked at Milton as he sat at the table with his head still in his hands. It took all of my self-control not to mush his damn head as I went upstairs. Feelings of betrayal and anger were starting to set in. As I was packing my overnight bag, Mama Wims came into the room. When we first met, we clicked right away and have been close ever since. She and I had a very good relationship and we often talk open we often talked openly about life. Baby, I don't blame you for being hurt. I am just so sorry that you have to deal with this mess two days before what is supposed to be an exceptional day for you. You are such a sweet girl. You deserve so much more. I could strangle that son of mine right now, she said as she gave me a very firm hug. I just broke down as she embraced me. It was comforting to have her there. I just don't know what to do, Mama Williams. I just don't know what to do. This is just too much to decipher two days before the wedding, I said. Well, in the end, it is your decision to make. Just know that I support whatever decision that may be. No matter what, I will love you like my daughter and be here for you, she assured. That was very reassuring to hear considering the circumstances. As I put the final things in my bag, I heard Jay blowing the horn. I reached over and gave Mama Wims another hug and explained that I needed to get out of the house to gather my thoughts and clear my head. Just as I was about to head out the door, I went into the dining room one last time to ask Milton if there was anything he wanted to say. But just as he had done earlier, there was nothing he could say. He just looked at me with a blank stare. We locked eyes for a brief moment when I turned to head the when I turned to head out the door, but still nothing was said. WTF Oh my god. I clearly understand why this chapter was titled the way in which it was. So Milton throws a fucking hissy fit because of some journal interest he read and so-called leaves but he really doesn't leave he really does know this so-called stalker groupie chick from the club and then a kid that is a huge secret to keep from someone and then to make matters worse your own mother and sister don't even know about this child and it's not even like it's a child that's you know a few months old or a few years old this is an entire 12 year old child that you had at a very young point of your life when you were just entering you know starting college and you've kept this a secret for 12 years not even adding in the 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 pregnancy time so you know 13 years so to speak you've held this secret in from everybody like are you kidding me like who the fuck does that I don't fault milk I'm sorry, I don't fault Mackenzie at this point for being pissed off. Like, I will be pissed too, especially considering the big deal that you made. And this is a major secret. Now, I'm not saying that Mackenzie's past and her being very promiscuous is something that should be swept under the rug. But, you know, as she stated, that was stuff from her past. It's not like she's doing those things now. It's not like those things are revisiting her, you know, 
as she journeyed forward with Milton. You know, as she stated, the whole course of their relationship, they've never come across anybody that she's dated. Nobody's ever brought those matters up, disrespected him. But when you add a child in a mix, into the mix, this is always going to be something that they're both going to have to live with. Like you can't undo that. That's not, you know, Mackenzie can burn her journal entries. You can't burn a fucking child. Like how can you hide that? And then you're dealing with a crazed baby mama that moves from every city to state that you've lived in in hopes that you're going to have a relationship with their child. Like are you kidding me? Like I'm so mad with Milton at this point. Like I want to drop kick him myself. Like, I really, really, really do. But it has me eager to see what's next, especially because it is such a short time span before their wedding. It's like two days, 48 hours before their wedding. Like, what the world? What in the world? Is this something that Mackenzie can just, you know, sweep behind her, go forward with the wedding and see, you know, if things can work out? Like, this is major like major major this is not like no slap on the wrist this is more like a daggone deadly drop kick to the damn throat oh my god that's all I can say well I hope you are or were just you are just as excited as I am to venture forward to see what's next but until we get to that point remember to be you be fabulous and be amazing